everything that we do serves such a purpose for us and our survival, right? Like we will continue to do the things that we know we can survive. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast of exploration, vulnerability, and curiosity in which I seek to bring more understanding and compassion to the human experience. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Today, I am here with my friend, Tawny Sands. She is a holistic practitioner. She works in the healing realms. Um, We met at University of Santa Monica studying spiritual psychology, like 11 years ago, like a long time ago. That long ago? I think so. 2011 was when we started and it's 2022. Um, Tani, thanks for um, being here and having this conversation with me. We don't, I guess we don't fully know just like any conversation really what we have little seeds of what we're going in with, but other than that, we'll find it. Um, So yeah, do you want to tell the people about a little bit about like who you are and what you're into? Yeah, well, thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so grateful to be here with you and have this conversation. I know we were trying to like kind of pinpoint when the last time we really like saw each other was and um, yeah, I'm so grateful to be here. (laughs) I, a little bit about my, myself, my practice is I, I have a holistic counseling and healing practice that I assist people in really like learning to listen to their body. And for me, I listen to other people's body. <laughs> and I use applied kinesiology to do that. I know there's kind of like a mix of people who absolutely love applied kinesiology. If you don't know what that is, it's muscle response testing. So um, it's kind of a natural thing that happens. Um, it's something that like the lie detector was based on, um, you know, when you have a certain stimulus, the body naturally has a stronger weak response. It either resonates or it doesn't. So like you, Sarah, you could go around saying your name is, I don't know, Jane, and it might actually make you weak because it doesn't resonate for you. Um, and so, yeah, in that way, I'll, I make different statements depending on uh, what it, what somebody's intention is for their, their health or their wellness or their life on any level of the body, mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. And I've got 10 priorities that I test and we just listen and we see what comes up and where things go. Um, and it's just, I, I have such a natural curiosity for people where I'm just like, I feel like I'm surprised in every session. I'm like, oh, like this is what's going on. It's like, we're all surprised what comes up. And it, it makes sense when it does. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if I'm explaining that. Fully. Yeah, I'm actually, I'll ask you like some questions about it. Cause I, I'm like, I have a little bit of experience with it, but I'm now I'm like listening. I'm like, for someone who's never like seen anything like that, they're probably like, what the heck? <laughs> are you talking about um but yeah so it's so muscle testing so you're basically like the way that I've done it in the future if you can sort of listeners like imagine you would kind of stick out your arm 
straight, like out to the side of you or out to the front of you. And someone else would kind of push down on it. And you would either be able to keep your arm up and like locked, or they would push your arm down. Um, I think there's different ways to do muscle testing, but that's sort of the way that I was introduced to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, there's a lot of different, uh, points on the body that correlate Mm -hmm. to different things for me. And so I like to, at least in my sessions, have a, like an efficiency Mm -hmm. with it where I also get, you know, I allow people to understand what's going on. I try to explain as much as I can. And then also like, I want them to get the most out of the session. Uh, one thing I realized is that the, like the most, some of my most successful clients are just really open to knowing what is best for them, like in truth, without attachment to what that looks like. So like if I'm, for example, nutrition is one of the priorities. Um, (laughs) And if somebody's like really attached to eating their strawberries, you know, Mm -hmm. but their body doesn't really want them right now, at least with what's, you know, with the energy that's going on, um, you know, there can be a little bit of a denial of the truth, right? And so on such a deeper level too, I really work with people on embracing what that is for them so that they can assist themselves, you know? So it's it's almost like um, eliminating self-sabotage, self-sabotaging techniques and thoughts and ideas of mm-hmm. staying small and actually not moving through their challenges to really like be experiencing what they deserve to be um, from just a more authentic, loving, caring, like alive place in their (laughs) life. Yeah. I feel so what I feel like it's so cool because it's like the body doesn't lie. Like the mind can do like whatever the mind wants to do, <laughs> you know, and this kind of bypasses that because we can think that something is logical or like, you know, using nutrition as an example, we can think, well, like these foods are good because like I was told that they were good, but how your body reacts to it is a different story. And I feel like um, I've had a conversation with uh, Zoe Lumiere, who also went to USM with us. And she was talking about feelings and like emotions and letting those feelings out. And I feel like the, the struggle with that is that we're not always like in tune with, we can't even always like tell if we're having a feeling (laughs) like we do so much to kind of bypass it or kind of like our mind just tells us stories or like, no, I don't feel that. Or no, I'm just going to distract myself or whatever. And so I love this kind of like coming back to the wisdom of the body and like letting that speak. And then like from that point, I'm guessing like emotions come up and like different things, like it kind of gives you that, the access to what our mind is like suppressing. Definitely. And also like really what it's about is clearing out anything that's, that we've put in the way Mm. of our body's wisdom doing mm-hmm. anything, you know, like if you get a cut, the body will naturally heal it. Well, now mm-hmm. if somebody has something going on with them on in a deeper level, like their cut might not heal mm-hmm. properly because there's some sort of, we'll just call it energy, you know, that's contributing to not healing and something that's like 
really been really loud for me lately is um, really embracing compassion for people and exactly where they are. And, um, you know, like I've had some clients that I've been working with for a couple of years now and just being really supportive with them on their, on their pro in their process and their journey, whatever that looks like. And I'm being reminded more and more that how we show up in the world, whether it's, you know, we recognize that we have these repeating patterns and we're still, we're, it's like, we're aware of them, but we're mm -hmm. still engaging with them mm -hmm. to like still have compassion for people that are in these places. And they're at least being open about where they're at because everything that we do serves such a purpose for us and our survival, right? Like we will continue to do the things that we know we can survive. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such a beauty and like just divine wisdom to that alone. Um, and in a lot of ways, it calls attention to the sympathetic uh, nervous system being out of balance, mm -hmm. you know, or to kind of being more in control and not having the balance of allowing the parasympathetic nervous system to do its job. Um, I don't know if you're like fully familiar with those two nervous systems. I was going to say, yeah, can you, I sort of know one is the parasympathetic is like the rest and digest one, but can you go through for people who are listening also? And for me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of us are, I feel like really familiar with the sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. It's like our fight flight paralysis state. Mm -hmm. And um, this is, this is like sole purpose is for our survival. And there's a lot of really great things that can come of it. Like if something's, if something is going on in your immediate environment, like, and you need to run or you need to, uh, in some way, like defend yourself. Um, or if it, if it's just like, you need to stop, you need to stop doing what you're doing so mm -hmm. that you don't hurt yourself. It, it's like those three things like really um, are looking out for us. But oftentimes, so I should say this as well, that the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system cannot be active at the same mm. time. So either one is active or another. But what I have really discovered, I don't know, I have not read this at all anywhere. So this is just my perspective. What I've really discovered in working with people is that on a cellular level, the body can remember either or being active. So it's almost like we have this programming, we have this remembrance of what's going on, and it might not even be of the present moment. So there's going to be like parts of ourselves that are in fight or flight or paralysis. And then there's other parts of ourselves that are relaxed. And um, like one way to, to even like bring yourself into more of a conscious way of this is like through body scans and like feeling where you might be storing tension or, um, you know, like kind of those simple meditative techniques. And yeah. Um, so that's, a, I mostly just talked about the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is the state that allows healing. Like I, I perceive it as the healing state. 
Um, and healing really can't happen if it's not active um, because our body is like in that protective mode and kind of like in a maintenance phase when the sympathetic nervous system is active. And then when the parasympathetic, it's like, oh, okay, I'm safe. I'm safe, mm -hmm. right? There's like this safety feeling to where now there can just be like deeper levels, like the deepest level of relaxing and allowing um, that doesn't require us to really do anything other than to allow. How would you describe healing? What is that? And maybe that's, I'm sure it's not like a super easy thing to, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> like what would, what would be sort of your definition or your thinking around that? To me, healing is a state of being. Like healing is really the state of the parasympathetic nervous system being active. Um, the other thought that comes to my mind is that healing is a process and not an event. So if you're showing, you know, if you have like a real intention to heal certain symptoms that you're experiencing, it's just, is like allowing that process to unfold. You know, uh, I'll go back to the cut example mm -hmm. where you, if you have a cut and you're like, my intention is to allow this to heal, um, depending on the size of it, depending on, you know, other factors as well is going to depend on how you nurture that. So you know, you're probably not going to want to be picking at it or, <laughs> you know, it's like, sometimes it doesn't require you to do anything. It requires you to let go of things that you think you need to be doing. Mm. Um, and that reminds me of a quote by Hippocrates is like, um, before you heal somebody, ask them if they're willing to let go of the things that have made them ill. Mm. Yeah. That's really profound. <laughs> I feel like, cause I mean, I think a lot of people think of healing as active, like they think of healing as, or not that it's not active, but as conscious or like consciously active. And, you know, I think a lot of people go in pursuit of healing and it's an, it is an interesting thing. I think at least in my own experience where I kind of was for a long time in this like seeking mode. And I was like looking for every healing modality. And essentially what I was looking for was just to like feel more like myself. Like I, you know, it was hard. There weren't any like physical symptoms or it wasn't like I was specifically like, oh, I need to heal my depression. But it was sort of just this like soup of, experiences that were like uncomfortable <laughs> that I like wanted to not have and wanted to feel more myself. And at a certain point, I kind of stopped seeking that. Like I had done enough that I sort of realized like, it's not in the seeking that you find the healing <laughs> sort of like, it just is mm -hmm. in the relaxing into it. It's in the like enjoyment of life. It's in the, so there's sort of this like dichotomy almost or because in a way it's like these things are like there are things that are really healing like what you do is really helpful and I've certainly like I now have like my certain things that I'm like okay these are the helpful things and I can kind of like let everything go or even like I do it for fun in a way rather than 
rather than for like, oh, I need, you know, I need this. I sort of like do it out of curiosity, out of like fun and enjoyment, um, these like different healing modalities, um, rather than thinking that this is going to heal me and solve all my problems. Mm. Um, so I think that's like an interesting balance that's hard to find for a lot of people. Um, I don't know, like, what's your experience with that in your practice? Yeah. Well, just based on what you shared too, like I hear a lot of just really supporting yourself with where you are mm, yeah, and not feeling like you need to have more necessarily mm-hmm. or need to be doing more. It's like that self-judgment of like not being good enough or not doing enough or like mm-hmm. that enoughness. And, um, I think there's something that's like so beautiful about what you shared too, is like, really enjoying it and not wanting to necessarily stop the uncomfortabilities but almost like recognizing that they're here for a reason and understanding what this is really about allowing yourself to feel it and to move through it rather than like kind of resist and avoid Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like that's in my experience that's when things just get louder for us yeah totally um so yeah, uh, definitely in my experience, I, I can really relate to what you've shared too, is just really like embracing things that I enjoy that really mm-hmm. feel supportive of myself. Um, like I really love right now, right now, you know, cause I feel like yeah. it's really you will, you're not the first person to have to qualify that on this podcast. <laughs> For now, that's, this is like what we're doing. I feel like everyone's very hesitant <laughs> to say anything like concrete <laughs> lasting. Yeah. <laughs> Including I mean, me. right now I'm like, yeah. I'm really loving gentle yoga. My office here is at a yoga studio here mm-hmm. in North Hollywood and um I love like being able to get in there and just do some gentle stretching pick some classes up here Mm -hmm. um and I'm really particular about what kind of yoga that I do (laughs) it's just like what resonates and what like really makes me feel connected and, and relaxed and um I love meditating I'm you know, clean eating is so important to me. I've, I understand myself so much deeper by one, like understanding this practice that I'm learning. And it's also the more that I, that I use these tools for myself, the more I'm able to help other people with them as well. And I feel like just, it just gets deeper and deeper and it's so beautiful. And even when it's not, and I feel like I'm on a plateau is just learning to embrace that, like, mm. okay, this is where I'm at. And this is, this is how it is right now. <laughs> totally. And, like kind of, you know, constantly checking in with myself of, you know, in allowing myself to feel what is present. Um, yeah. Did I answer your question? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. And I'm, I'm curious about like clients too. And like, do you notice any patterns, I guess, with people, like do people come in? Well, I guess, first of all, do people come to you mostly with like physical symptoms or do they come with like, what kinds of things do people come? Or is it like a total, like a huge array? It's kind of a mix. So 
I see people who, one, they're like, they've had their last straw. They feel like they've tried everything. Mm -hmm. They're also like kind of hesitant with what it is that I do. You know, they, there's, they've been through some stuff and they haven't really gotten their answers. And, um, so that's like one kind of group I feel that I have. And then I, there's another that, it's, it's almost like they intuitively know like, oh, this is my next step. Mm. This, is, this is who I'm going to work with right now for this thing. And they're just, that's part of their process. They've like, they've accepted it and they're like, okay, I'm ready for this. Um, and so with those, I would say those are really like the two kind of groups I have. And I do have people that come in that are curious and um, I'll usually just have like one session with them up front and then they're like, oh my goodness, like you were spot on with everything that you identified. And I'm like, your body was spot on. <laughs> you know? Like your body is, is like, your body is what told us all of that. You know, I'm just yeah. kind of the middleman. And right. um you know, like I'm always, I'm gr so grateful for the people that come in just with an open mind and open heart because they're the ones that get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, rather than like some people just having their doubts that and, and, and their past stuff. And oftentimes I recognize that the past, like is what I have to help people with letting go of so that they can be more present and to actually open up to receive, um, what it is that they're really looking for, that understanding that they're looking for um, in any regard. Yeah. So how do you do that? Is there is there a way, like, I know from like things I've talked to, if it's like, if my memory is right, <laughs> like, do you go through kind of like, okay, is this like a physical symptom? Is this coming from like the emotional? Like, do you identify the core or like the root of like where it's coming from, like wherever their, whatever their symptom is, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I, so this is what I, I'll give you an example. Okay, cool. Somebody wants to headache free. They come to me, they're like, I've been, you know, I get these migraines. I, they've whatever, however they're showing up in their life, you know, um, what I'm going to, what I would do with them is I would speak, I would speak certain things to set up our session. I do. The first thing I'm going to test for is optimal well-being, And I'm going to test their three main circuits. These are the, the main circuits that govern the, mo the movement of our body front to back, right to left, up and mm. down. We're kind of like a gyroscope. Okay. Um, so I'll make sure that those are in balance first. And then I will find, I'll, I'll test them for optimal well-being and I'll speak those kind of into their body in a way so that their body, and kind of asking if their body is okay with mm -hmm. testing for optimal, optimal well-being and then also to be headache free. So we'll make sure that everything's strong and on board with that first. Okay. Like your body is like, cool, I do want to address this. Um, cause if not, maybe there's some other things in the way 
that we might have to address, but um, for the most part, we get to this place. And then I will test which priority the body wants to address first. So there's 10 priorities, structural, exercise and rest, nutritional, cleanse, emotional. There's emotionally inherited traits. Like these might hmm. be things that you were, you were born with and like you didn't even know you were carrying these emotional energies until you clear them, mm. which is like so, they're so fun in a lot of ways they're so freeing yeah um, so emotionally inherited traits chakra the chakra system um electrical there's certain electrical things that I check as well spiritual priority your relationship with that which is greater call it god the universe um and then the last priority is reactives which is right and left brain integration I have had people come to me where it's, it's like 100%. It's only one of these priorities. Like I had, a, I worked with a woman, it was 100% spiritual hmm. and she was having like these intense leg pains and she, it had to do with like her stance and her walk with God. Wow. And feeling super disconnected. And so, you know, and the doctors were wanting to do surgery and stuff on her, but that wasn't like what her body needed. Her body wow. wanted to be connected, wanted to feel connected. Um, and yeah, so in a lot of ways too, I, I perceive that our, our measure of like health or wellness or perception of it is a lot like the weather. You know, it's like you walk outside, there's not just one thing that like makes you feel the weather you know, it's, there's humidity, there's temperature, there's uh, cloud coverage, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't know. I'm not a weather person, but I, that's <laughs> where my mind goes. That's pretty good though. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of like identifying like, oh, okay. And then there are certain times where like, I'll test like the percentage of things like, okay, this is actually 50% emotional, 20% exercise, Mm -hmm. um you know and the rest is nutritional so and then do you, so and I I guess I'll just like tie this back to what you were saying when you quoted Hippocrates like letting go of the things that are keeping us it's like these are those things right like the these are the things that are kind of like causing the illness that then we just can release or change or something like that how yeah sorry was so in a way these are this is the way to identify what it is that the body wants mm -hmm. the letting go is like getting our ego out of the way so that we can actually give our body what it wants um you know without that resistance or trying to control or you know if your body is like i don't i don't want you to be eating nuts right now and by the way, like nuts are one of the most lymphatic system clogging thing. Oh, wow. Um, when eaten in, in moderate, like too much. I wouldn't eat in excess. So it's almost like getting your ego out of the way rather than being like, I'm just going to eat it, you know, because <laughs> just because. <laughs> yeah. Do you find? Because I want yeah, to. Totally. I, do you find that? there are is it a total mix or do you find that it's like oh like many things come back to a spiritual 
fruit or many things come back to like, what are some, do you find patterns or is it just like completely different for everyone? I mean, I feel like all of it starts in our consciousness, right? In the decisions that we've made, right? I feel like we are, we are beings of free will. And so whatever decisions we've made, oftentimes like our health will reflect that. And so, you know, sometimes too, I help people in identifying what it is that they need, but they, you know, they come back too because they're like, I, I'm having a really hard time, like adjusting my behavior change. Mm. You know, I feel like our biggest challenge from the ego is surrendering so that is surrendering enough to as far as control. Um, it's like that saying that the the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. <laughs> um, it's just kind of like really surrendering that control and honoring that we're part of something that's so much greater than just our mind and what it is that we want um, from an, from an ego perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting, so I feel like that is also a point that maybe gets confused or like not, I, or I guess we can talk about like the concept of service. I feel like comes up with this a lot where it's like, I think a lot of people and like, this is how I used to think of it. And sometimes still think of it is like service is this like selfless, giving and then and it's like not necessarily something that you're like drawn to do like um oh you need to like go and do this like hard thing for someone else type of thing versus being more fully yourself and like that being a service in a way or like there's um so I guess when you're like when we're talking about oh like these are the things that our body needs but I don't want to do them like oh I need to maybe not eat nuts but I don't want to like that resistance, I think is like an interesting point of like, um, I don't know, like how do you, how do you find like people and food is a hard, a hard one. Cause it's like very primal and they can be really connected to memories and, uh, like maybe you just always ate nuts with like your grandpa and, like it just reminds you of him or something. You know what I mean? Like, like there's so many reasons that we like eat the things that we eat. Um, but really with anything, uh, this there's, I feel like there's always this assumption that it's going to be hard and it's going to be like painful and we're not going to want to do it. Like we can only get the good thing that we want at the end by doing the thing that's hard that we don't want to do. Right. It's almost like, um, I mean, in a lot of what you just shared, I hear giving. It's like, we have to give up. We have to give, we have to give, but I mean, what I also see too is really understanding the balance of like, when we give, we also receive and being open to receiving, like being more focused on receiving and appreciating. And I also, (laughs) This last week, I was thinking about this around 
giving and receiving. And it's like, I feel like a lot of the ego is focused on giving, right? Mm. Because I can provide and I can give. And there's like, there's this I, like there's this power there. But I feel like from the place of the heart, in a lot of ways, if we focused on receiving and how wonderful it is to receive, when we give, it's like we could be giving because of the joy that we experience for the for others, you know, mm-hmm. to receive. Um, and so it's this really interesting duality, right? That's like constantly going on within ourselves. And um, I feel like it's like, it's just really about remembering the bigger picture mm-hmm. and what it is that's being received what's what's coming in what's being created what are what are we really doing here (laughs) yeah yeah it makes me think of two things yeah the control aspect for sure and like when you give that's something that it feels like you have control over whether or not we receive doesn't feel like something that we have control over but but opening to receive being open to that is something that we maybe have some level of control over. Um, but then also that, um, it kind of made me think of like little kids. Like, I feel like as a little kid, I like loved doing things for people and we would just like always set up like, Oh, we'll give you guys massages or like, we'll do this thing or we'll like set up this fun event or whatever. Like when I was on like family vacations or whatever, and we would like do plays and we would like set up like raffles. Like we would just do all these things, right. To like perform and like create an experience for like our family, like me and my cousins who are my age. Um, and it, I, it feels like there's always like kids like love giving, right. Like they love like participating because that's really what it is. I guess it's like giving is just like participating in like life. (laughs) And then that creates like togetherness and that you know, it creates this kind of natural, like giving and receiving. But if we're so focused on like, what am I getting from this? Or am I giving enough? Like, I feel like there's a sort of a lack of trust, at least I'll just speak for myself, that like the things that I naturally want to do will be beneficial enough, like of service enough or, of you know, like, um, Yeah. Like there's sort of like a, oh, really? If I'm like just purely like authentic to myself, like, is that good enough for the world kind of? And I think a lot of people, you know, feel that way where it's like, no, you have to kind of mold yourself into like what's expected of you, or you have to like be a certain way or show that you're a certain way. Like this, like virtue signaling thing that's like become a, a popular term. Um, to kind of show like, look, I'm doing enough. Look, I'm doing the right thing, which I think is, I mean, that's not a modern phenomenon. That's like forever. We probably do it less now than before, but I feel like it's very, we're just talking about it now in a way. Before it was just expected, I think. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Or did I like veer us off a course? (laughs) Um. I mean, I, what I hear is you also, you, you're really sharing like your perspective of um, like trusting, there's mm-hmm. trusting your authenticity as enough. And when you were younger, it seemed like it was easier in ways, you know, and then 
on some level we learned to judge enough right and um I feel like it's really common like as a a spiritual being having a human experience (laughs) you know we're we're in this place of like all of these different influences happening and also being able to really choose our influence. Like, is this influence coming from an external place or is it coming internally? Mm -hmm. Um, Are these things I really want to contribute to and to grow? Or am I just doing this because I am actually scared of how other people are going to treat me? Right, yeah. Um, Yeah, how free do I feel? Yeah. I mean, I guess in a way, like I would describe healing as like a freedom of sorts, like now that you kind of bring that word in, it's like always, at least for me, and like, maybe I, you know, it's hard to say, oh yeah, like for a lot of people, it's this, because I'm just having my own experience and I'm not necessarily seeing like, oh, for that person, like they might not care about freedom, (laughs) but I feel Mm -hmm. like healing is for me, like a like a going toward freedom of like a releasing of the chains kind of do you feel do you feel that that's true yes I love that it's like a a freeing a freeing of ourselves from past conditions Mm. past conditioning past expectations judgments um and past decisions you know we make decisions that we want to hold over our head for a long time. <laughs> that really, you know, they could go now. Like you're saying, um, like someone maybe feels like guilty about something that they did or what, mm-hmm. like what, how does that show up? Yeah. Guilt. Yeah. Yeah. It could show up through guilt and shame. It could show up through enoughness um, or not feeling enough, feeling like, oh, well, I should have done this and I didn't. So now I just have to live with this you know, type of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and really like none of that is the case, you know, it can all just be part of our process of like, oh, well, this didn't work. What does work? Mm-hmm. Um, what, if this is not for me, then what is, you know, and that non-attachment, non-judgment of it is well on its way to me, whatever, it is that I'm calling in whatever I'm asking for. And do I have the patience? Do I have the focus? Do I have really like the determination to just remain in my process and to allow things to come forward? Or do I, you know, do I resist it? Do I kind of fight because I want it more instantly? You know, that instant gratification I feel like is something that our, uh, it's an energy that's definitely present in our social (laughs) communities Mm -hmm. and really kind of like, can I, can I relax in the unknown? Can I relax into, in a way also knowing that it it is coming. I just need to be patient. Mm -hmm. I need to take a deep breath. And um, one of the things that I've been doing as well is leading sound baths. I started doing sound baths in June of last year, 2021. And it's been, it, it started off as uh, just a guided meditation class. And I'm like, I'm going to, like, I had these intentions of just incorporating 
the, some of the tools and stuff that I have and, and filtering them into guided meditation so that I can um, share some of these healing tools and experiences with people like in group setting. And um, where's I going with this? Oh, one of the things that uh, I have been studying a lot more is breath and breath work. And there's like only a few breaths that I really um, am drawn to using, which are really just calming, cooling breaths. I feel like there's, everybody's got a lot of fire going on <laughs> inside of them. And so just to cool it down and activate the parasympathetic so that they can relax. Um, and one thing that has really changed is just really deep in my perspective is understanding that every single emotion has a breath. And when, whether it's anxiety, you know, that quick breathing, like, or withhold it, like holding the mm. breath, tightening. And um, I feel like one of the greatest messages I could at least share right now is like, just is being aware of the breath. Like if you're feeling anxious or you just, if you're feeling angry, like come back to your breath and like give yourself a beat to, to deepen, like to get back into a, a peaceful breath so that you can think more clearly. You can, you can make decisions that are just easier. Um, it's so interesting what will happen when we, when we tense up in our system and how that it affects everything. It affects <laughs> the thoughts that we're, you know, able to, um, articulate or to to receive and yeah yeah really powerful yeah totally it's when you're talking about that and I don't know I'm sure my breath was related but um just kind of like how the body is like so influenced by like whatever experience we're going through I just recently this happens to me sometimes where I'll be like nervous or I don't even know if I would like define it as nervous because I feel like I feel I like know what nervous feels like but this thing will happen to me where I'm so overcome that I like get so cold and I'm like shivering it's like the kind of cold that can't be like warmed up or whatever like mm -hmm. and you're just like it could just be all of a sudden like and and my body will just like start shivering and I'm just like freezing cold and I just think it's so interesting like every time that happens I'm just like wow like <laughs> there's like just so much going on that I have no control over and like don't even know like what's happening <laughs> um and it's just like uh I don't know like maybe it's just like an energy moving through or or whatever but um I feel like probably everyone has like some experiences of like just some weird like physiological like reaction that sort of shows how yeah like just how like all the different parts of us are just like so connected and like expressing in different ways physically and mentally and all that <laughs> have you ever had that experience yeah. <laughs> of just becoming it's so cold <laughs> that's that's really interesting I did I mean I, in my experience, the, the different, like, whether it's like a cold flash or, or a like hot a hot flash. flash. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, probably most people will get hot. I don't know why. Um, 
and I mean the the feminine energy of the body is very cooling oh and the masculine is very like fire like mm-hmm. so that's interesting all um, the masculine energy just I would say body. your body's can definitely your body's communicating something yeah something you. um and yeah I mean I would be curious what that is you know on on a deeper level um but it's also, you know, what I hear too in that is like how you respond to what comes up. Mm-hmm. And um, also like there might be like a little bit of a learning opportunity of like what, where, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. What is this, what is this trying to teach me about mm-hmm. myself or even, you know, that, that saying like we have a body, but we're not our body. Uh, we have a mind, but we're not our mind. Mm-hmm. Like we're literally like the observer and the chooser within ourselves. And how do we navigate this, this whole experience? Like, how do I navigate this vessel I've been given? And um, yeah, what do I, how do I maintain it? What do I do with it? <laughs> it's so complex it and confusing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, how fast does this thing drive? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, I do like that, like, just at being curious, because I feel like so often for people, it can be really easy to just try to resist anything that doesn't feel like, quote unquote, normal. <laughs> like, we're like, oh, no, a weird feeling, like, make it stop. But to be curious about it is, and you can do that in like a more, you know, you can just do it right about it or like you can do it in a more um uh like what's the word I'm thinking of like intentional like active way you can be curious but you can also just be curious in like a light like whatever the circumstances call for kind of but um to kind of just have that mindset I guess rather than a resistance mindset you can like learn so so much I think um supposedly (laughs) yeah definitely I think that's like one of the things that's really challenging for people is letting go of the fact that they're actually experiencing experiencing something or accepting that they're experiencing something. Right. It's like I'd rather just deny that this is even happening, <laughs> um, you know, than have to look at that or mm-hmm. because it's so uncomfortable. But uh, like embracing those uncomfortabilities are so profound and so powerful. Yeah. They're so worth it. And I think, you know, even like Ron and Mary used to always say, um, you know, this is about embracing, like being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more we do that, the more, the more we learn, the more we understand. And it's not about acting necessarily from the uncomfortability right about seeking what the message is what the learning is what it like what the gift in it is for you because there's Mm -hmm. always something like so just like a little golden nugget in the center of it it might be a really big one too A big nugget. I love every time you get a big one. Yeah. It is like, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> My return on investment was good here. <laughs> so worth it. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of maybe if we can like bring it, like ground this a little bit and like maybe your experience. And 
I was kind of thinking if you want, I don't know um, if this feels relevant, but going over sort of like your journey to becoming like a practitioner, because I know you started out as an actor, <laughs> which I always think is um, so funny just because I feel like so many people in LA would like want to be where you started in a way, like, and then you like went in a different direction. You know what? Um, I actually never wanted to be an actor. Right. <laughs> um, I, that was like your day job. I've, I've actually really very much so have known that this is my path. Um, yeah, I, I mean, when we were at USM, I started that program when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Same as And um, so prior to that, I had gotten my undergrad in psychology. And upon graduation, well, actually, I feel like I should, I should like go back a little further. Okay. Okay. So, um, let me think. So growing up, <laughs> growing up, I, I grew up in Lutheran schooling. Um, I grew up with the story of Jesus. I grew up in Christianity and I always had like, I just thought these stories about healing were amazing and I wanted to learn more and I felt like it was so vague and a lot of the teachings I learned I didn't see like I I didn't see people really carrying those qualities of spirit um and so it kind of really led me down this path of my first my first experience of psychology, I was a senior in high school. I, I just, I had this knowing like, this is what I want to study. I'm studying psychology. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it, but I'm studying it. Like, this is like, my heart is calling me, I'm going. And I feel looking back, I really appreciate that part of me because I feel like I for whatever reason, I have really been empowered to listen to my heart um, since I was young. And I know that is not the case for everyone. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I, if I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in my life, I like, kind of understand that about me. Um, so fast forward, I got my undergrad in psychology and I had done a internship at a neurodevelopment institute um, at the school I was at and it was so depressing (laughs) I I was doing I was running assessments with you know five to seven year old kids with with the with the grad students Um, at that time I was the only undergrad student there And I feel like I was so divinely placed in that situation because I learned, I like learned really quickly kind of what that master's would have been like. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, some, uh, one of the stories that really stuck with me was us diagnosing 
not us, but the, the head of the Institute diagnosing a five-year-old that I've been running assessments with as bipolar. And what was so evident to me was when we all had a meeting with her parents, how the parents were so split on their perspective of who their daughter was. Wow. And the different judgments that kind of played into that. And like this little girl just really seeking to, to please and to approve, like, and now this was the result. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And like, now we're going to medicate her for the rest of her life. Like, are you kidding me? She needs to learn who she is. Right. And that's what led me to ultimately to USM. I was like depressed for a year and a half, just reading (laughs) everything that was calling me. Yeah. And really deepening into my, my learning of what I knew was true, like inside myself. Um, well, you know, like authentic healing. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I understand healing as like, like a transformation. Like mm-hmm. n- now you're, you don't have symptoms. You have nothing to tell you that this thing is there anymore. Mm. That, um, has been with you, you know, that has been like kind of creating this dis-ease within yourself. So you're kind of looking at symptoms as like a signal of an underlying message. Yeah. Yeah. It's a message. It's a message for us to readjust, to, Mm. to rebalance something that is, it's getting our attention, you know? And I think that's also why we have where, you know, you go to the doctor and you get a prescription and then now there's this whole list of side effects I think it's because like the body likes to communicate. So <laughs> you're going to try to suppress one mes- message. It's going to come up in another way. Yeah. Like, it wants to be heard. I like yeah. that you say that, like the body likes to communicate. Cause I, I feel like I've heard, oh, the body communicates, but to like add that quality of like, it likes to do that. Like that's what the, yeah. like, it did. Like that makes it so fun. I feel like it does. And if you don't listen to it, it's going to get louder. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's really what led me to our master's program in spiritual psychology. And while I was in spiritual psychology, that, that actually, when we were in our master's program was really when I started my um, my career in a way, mm-hmm. like it wasn't, you know, as a stand-in, I was a stand-in for, gosh, well, eight years or something like that, nine wow. years, and just standing in for different actresses, and, and really, like, that's how I paid for my master's, <laughs> but I, I had always, like, known, like, I'm working, for, I'm gonna work for myself, I'm starting a practice like, and it's not going to be like anything I've seen. Um, and it's going to be great. And also like, uh, co what's the word? Like while we were in the master's program, I was also studying this healing modality called Kalos, which is really what, how I learned applied kinesiology, um, created by a woman who, has like run this underground practice for like over 40 years. She's a natural doctor and um, has just brought, I say brought healing to a lot of people. Hmm. Um, 
I think that healers are people that draw it out of people. They draw out what is already naturally in you Mm -hmm. um, so that your body can do what it was created to do. And yeah, I think it's like been so rewarding. But yeah, there are a lot of people that are like, I guess, think that I was an actor or something. (laughs) And I, that's not the case. Like it was really a means to an end. Like it was your day job while you were pursuing your... It totally was because it gave me flexibility. Like it yeah. gave me schedule. Like if I didn't want to work, I didn't have to necessarily. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, yeah, like that's like the beauty of feeling free and like I can I can decide, you know, when I want to work and mm-hmm. no, like not necessarily <laughs> like people are going to tell me or conditions are going to tell me when when I need to. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and now in my practice now, like I love working, like, you know, I want more of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just like really grateful for a lot of the things that I've learned and mostly to really for listening to myself and not like there have been times in my life where no one believed in what I was doing. And how difficult that was, you know, feeling kind of just separate from my family, from my partner, from the world, you know, feeling not understood. And I think all of that has been in support of really me being really clear on what Mm -hmm. that is. And um, it definitely hasn't been easy, but so worth it. Yeah. How did you kind of get through those times? I feel like I, it's interesting. You, yeah. When you, (laughs) when I found out that you were doing like acting and then, but that you were like pursuing healing, like that it was sort of a means to an end. I don't know. For some reason in my brain, I think because I just always thought like acting is like the thing that everyone wants to do. Like, I think that really like showed me like, oh no, like people have different interests, like which obvi- like is obvious, I think, or you would think it would be. But I think when you just have a certain perspective and you just think like, no, that's just the way that it is. Like everyone wants to be an actor <laughs> like type of thing, even though like, I don't even really want to be an actor, but I think I had fantasies of that like as a younger person um and also just to see how like because I think it it wasn't just it was like that it seemed easy like somehow you had sort of like fallen into being a stand-in or maybe I don't know like how hard that is to get into but it seems like a lot of people are really <laughs> trying to get into the industry and are having a hard time so just to, like I think it really showed me like oh things are just sort of like in a way like divinely placed or we can kind of we find the things that we need to find <laughs> completely I mean and if you really know the qualifications of being a stand-in like one you have to be the same height hair color and skin tone as the actress and then also like have some onset experience and so the jobs that I got was like merely based on what I looked like yeah you know and the fact that I had worked in in a crew setting before um but yeah I don't know like how do you control any of that yeah other than right like trying to dye your hair and get like a spray tan um <laughs> you know, you can wear like different size shoes 
to make yourself taller or shorter but for the most part um it's kind of really interesting some of the actresses that I have stood in for and the similarities of our look and you know just that whole it's a whole creative process like it's art and um I'm definitely grateful for those times as I learned a lot a lot about myself a lot of what I was willing to tolerate and also like in a weird metaphor I was like standing in other people's light you know they were lighting me for somebody else Mm -hmm. and um I feel like all of that has really prepared me to really like own my own and to stand in that yeah that's so beautiful yeah so I'm like curious about your the difficulty I guess in feeling because I feel like I'm sort of going through that now where it's like um and it's always just something that I'm so curious about is like the process of being authentic or the process of following your own like creative impulse. I call it a creative impulse, but um, that could be an impulse toward healing. Like, I think that's, that is what it is, regardless of whether you're like creating art specifically. Um, but like that feeling of just being like, is this like so stupid what I'm doing? Or like, <laughs> is this, you know, like, is this, I don't, no one is validating me. So I can't tell like if it's right, sort of that feeling, but it sounds like you experienced a little bit, but maybe you just were really strong in your own, like, oh, heart yeah. calling. when I had people tell me that I'm crazy, like you were <laughs> like, uh, you know, what, it, what you're doing isn't isn't helpful you know or helpful to others you should probably like consider getting a different job or like going down a different career path you know nobody's really gonna like the volume of people that would like need you would need to have as clients like it's just not possible you know and it's like stuff like that and um that that's like really hard to hear from people that you love like that non-support and I understand it in a lot of ways it's their own projection of what they feel they what they even understand for one and mm-hmm. what they feel is um important for them you know for their support um and how they relate to their health and well-being um I think a lot of people just accept accept communication from the body as something they just have to live with (laughs) and not ever actually hearing the message yeah like background noise like I just gotta live with this you know yeah we're definitely not taught that anything is a message coming from our body like that is uh that is a it's hard to remember sometimes that I mean, I don't always think of it. I'm not always like, oh, a message. <laughs> but like in general, that that is like, <laughs> you know, part of how I think about my body. And and I forget that, you know, a lot of people like have never even considered that as like a possibility. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, you're just getting older. So your knees hurt or whatever. Mm. Yeah. wait so how well I'm curious like do you feel like you just knew were you just like I'm so clear that I want to do this that I'm just going to do it or did you ever consider like stopping no no (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop won't stop it's just like there is something within me that is so strongly um 
it's just like, it feels like a divine knowing in a way. And (laughs) I may not have been the most articulate in my communication of things in the past, but I'm learning to be more of that. I'm learning to, to simplify it, Mm. you know, and just like what you shared is we haven't really been taught that the body is communicating to us and really, uh, and that's one thing I've recognized too, with even clients is there is such a learning curve that is, it's happening and it's happening socially so that we do understand these things on a deeper level. And I 100% feel so called to be part of that education um, and, and sharing that information. And those that are open to hearing it and to listening and to actually like, you know, it's like when the more you have a conversation about something, like it, at some point, like something's gonna click for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanna be more, I, I wanna be, I wanna participate, I wanna be involved in that growth and expansion of consciousness um because i you know it it feels like we all really need it in a lot of ways <laughs> we need to kind of slow down and listen a little bit more yeah i think we've really been taught socially to listen yeah i think that's right We're, we talk a lot yeah. <laughs> oh like i feel like especially in the last few years i've just been like I'm just so tired of hearing everyone's opinions. Like everyone is so sure of their own opinions and they just think that they want to say that, like they want to say them loud. They want to say them more like, (laughs) it's just such a, it's like such a, a, such a thing. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to say about healing or anything that you've been thinking about I I don't I think that's like it (laughs) (laughs) I mean you've said a lot I mean we've talked about a lot of it you know I feel like it's so helpful for I'm I'm hoping I feel like it's helpful for me I feel like what you do is so interesting and and for the last eight years or whatever that I've known you I've been like I need to go to Tawny to get one of those healing sessions (laughs) like it's and then somehow it's never happened but do you do um do you work with people over like do you have to be in person or do you work with people virtually I I do work with some people virtually a lot of times they are they're people that I've worked with in the past like I've already had in person sessions with them but they're also open to me testing for them which may sound kind of crazy to some people they're just like I don't trust any of this you know (laughs) right if I could think of if I can think of you Mm -hmm. and I can think of what is for your best interest and what is of the highest good and I can test myself for that information with your permission with your conscious engagement in Mm -hmm. that curiosity it's like I've had some of the most profound experiences through zoom. Wow. Um, The only difference is I just don't get to like, I won't be touching you. I'm going to teach you how to adjust some pressure points yourself. And Hmm. if there's some kind of structural thing, I teach how to do, do that. Um, you know, I teach people how to adjust their own TMJ. Wow. Um, That's cool. So yeah, I mean, it's all understanding the the subtle energy body as well. And 
really like my mission is to connect people with their body more (laughs) and so that they hear things and they listen and then they know how to do that and um eventually I would really love to be in a place where I'm teaching people this practice um which is like kind of in the works right now so yeah it's so cool I I think it's so cool I mean yeah I've done a lot of healing techniques and I've not even (laughs) worked with you, but I already know just from like everything that we've talked about that it's like, so like profound. And I'm sure it would be like one of the, one of the better things to, to try if you're, if you're on the hunt doing some like (laughs) healing modalities and trying different things. Um, where, so where can people find you? Do you have a website? So yeah, I have a website, holisticsands.com. And I'm also on Instagram. My my Instagram is tea time with Tawny, T-A-W-N-I. I'll put all um, of this in the show notes too for okay. everyone. Cool. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm if you're in California, I'm located at Yoga Noho Center in North Hollywood. Um, we've got two yoga studios here, and I'm I'm a, I'm the office in between the Thai masseuse and the chiropractor. Nice. So yeah, it's like, I like, this is like such a great environment for me to be in. And it's really interesting because like, right as lockdowns were hitting, I was like, I got to touch more people. And that's when I opened my office (laughs) at this location. So, cause prior to that, I was mostly just working with people virtually. Yeah. And I just like had that calling and I, (laughs) you know. Um, did people come to you during COVID like at the beginning yeah yeah really Mm -hmm. wow yeah yes uh I feel really grateful to have been here I think there were quite a few of us that really desired human connection and not staying at home in fear of Mm -hmm. like things like we didn't understand that were Mm -hmm. going on fully um and for me, I definitely had had my own messages as well, but <laughs> I like to listen to that really, you know, from an outside perspective, people are like, yeah, I'm going to go with like the crowd on this one. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you know, you do you. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Well, I hope that people look you up and I hope that this conversation has helped people to kind of I don't know just even just get like a bigger sense of like your own experience as like a a human being in a body with your body giving you messages we're gonna see yeah I I was gonna say your own nature yeah we are part of nature we're we're all connected to nature and I can't really speak on what science is other than seeking to understand nature mm-hmm. and nature will always <laughs> like be what it is you know it's just like do we understand it or are we trying to like control and manipulate it it's like mm-hmm. all just an extension of our ego and um yeah really like learning to let that let that not be the driver mm-hmm. I love it. 
If you like the podcast, please leave me a rating and review. Please share this with your friends, your family, anyone that you think might benefit um, from hearing all of Tawny's amazing wisdom. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.